0: Hey, everyone, this is Mark Ruffalo, and you're listening to News Coup with Public Herald. One does not necessarily allow the state to define what is legal. The state has the power to enforce a certain concept of what is legal, but power doesn't imply justice or correctness even.
1: Throughout American history, the political leaders have always exhorted the American people to be nice and quiet and leave things to them. But when very serious evils confronted the American people, they had to go beyond the congressmen and the senators, and they had to commit civil disobedience, and they had even to break the law.
0: This is News Q, a Public Herald Studios production where we overthrow the status quo. I'm your host, Joshua Probanek, editor-in-chief at Public Herald, and this is episode 17, where State Senator Katie Muth says Pennsylvania bypassed the federal regulators and issued an illegal permit that threatens Creeks endemic with radioactivity from fracking. This story is part one of a series on nipodes permits, which are basically the permits that industry or anyone gets in order to discharge into America's waterways. An investigation on Nippities Permits has been a long time coming from Public Herald. It's one of the darker corners about water pollution that we haven't been able to dig into, primarily because the tracking of the Nippities Permits is so poorly done by both the state and the federal government. And by that I mean we don't know exactly what's being released in all of these situations due to the way that these permits are set up. And we also don't know where all these permits are that was the other big problem so what we've done in public herald and you'll see it in this story is that we found all the nipodes permits for pennsylvania and we've mapped them so for the first time the public will have a chance to look at how widespread how systemic what is the cumulative impact of nipodes permits So what's unique about this story is that we have a state senator saying that Pennsylvania just happened to issue one of these permits to a controversial company who's treating fracking wastewater by checking off a box, saying that the EPA signed off on a waiver for this permit in order for it to be approved to be in use in the state of Pennsylvania. But we hear from the senator that the EPA never saw The EP's permit, never saw the regulator's permit.
1: The EPA never did any of that and never saw this application until I brought to their attention, meaning the EP gave them a fake permit. They gave Eureka a fake permit.
0: So while we have investigations from Josh Shapiro and the AG about radioactivity, landfills, um, leachate, sewage plants, and then we have interest from the governor we have DEP handing off a nipodes permit that's supposed to treat radioactivity from fracking. That's not legal. And this ties back into our previous story where we released all of the undisclosed names that were part of DEP's study on T-norm on radioactivity. Uh, and inside of those names, one of the industries is Eureka Resources. So now we have data on Eureka Resources from that RTK request. And the efficacy of their ability to remove radium in their treatment plant from fracking wastewater. Now, this story and all stories of Public Herald have been made possible with support from our patrons at Patreon. We're pushing to hopefully get up to a thousand patrons by 2023. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're a longtime reader or new reader of Public Herald and you want to support this work, uh, please do so by going to patreon.com/slash publicherald where you can get access to exclusives that we release and make sure that we're able to continue doing this work for as little as a dollar a month. The lead author on this story is Jake Conley and Melissa Troutman and myself. We both contributed to the writing and editing uh, for the final piece. And with that, I'm going to hand this show off to our editor, Melissa Troutman, and she'll be reading directly from the story.
2: Matt Neenan's dairy farm in Susquehanna County, Pennsylvania, has been active for 120 years. Children for generations, including my own, he writes, have played in the woods and waters of this land. Neenan wrote this in an affidavit filed in March 2022 with the Pennsylvania Environmental Hearing Board. He and about 40 other residents of Dimmock Township submitted affidavits opposing a new plan to treat toxic oil and gas waste laced with radioactive material and dump the leftovers into two creeks, the same two creeks that Neenan's cows drink from. Dimmock has already suffered water contamination from oil and gas fracking operations for more than 12 years. Residents who once had good well water still rely on water deliveries to their rural homes, paid for by Cabot Oil & Gas, the company blamed for contamination. Cabot never admitted wrongdoing, silenced impacted residents with gag orders in exchange for drinkable water, and now has criminal charges levied against it by Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro. Dimmick residents' affidavits are part of an appeal filed by Pennsylvania Senator Katie Muth that attempts to overturn a permit that authorizes Eureka Resources, a company that claims to cleanse fracking waste, to discharge the treated fracking waste to the creeks. Despite its claims, some of Eureka's discharges have tested positive for high amounts of radium a highly radioactive, cancer-causing element found in oil and gas waste. The permit requires Eureka to test for radium only once a week, and it does not set a limit on the amount of radium the company can discharge into waterways. Senator Muth told Public Herald that the plan for Dimick is environmental injustice, perpetrated by the Commonwealth's own Department of Environmental Protection, or DEP. Here she is, talking to Public Herald reporter Jake Conley.
1: This community has already been totally, you know, they've been, they're the sacrifice now. Yeah, yeah. So how could I just be like, that's not my problem, sorry to represent you, have a great day.
2: The threat of more pollution in an area that's already suffering, is reason enough to appeal the permit. But there's an even bigger reason, Muth said. She says that DEP's approval of Eureka's permit was fraudulent from the beginning. DEP's permit to Eureka is part of the National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System, or NPDES, program under the Clean Water Act, which aimed to eliminate the discharge of pollution into navigable waters by 1985. Unfortunately, instead of ending pollution to waterways, the NPDES permitting system prolongs it. In Pennsylvania, The NPDES program is managed by DEP officials, but Eureka's permit, like all permits of its kind, also requires federal oversight by the U.S. EPA. According to Senator Muth, the EPA was unaware of Eureka's permit until she brought it to their attention, after DEP already issued it.
1: The EPA never did any of that and never saw this application until I brought to their attention, meaning the EP gave them a fake permit. They gave Eureka a fake
0: permit.
2: On public record, on at least three occasions, DEP claims it secured a waiver from EPA, which skips the federal approval. But Senator Muth said EPA officials told her they'd never seen the permit, let alone issued a waiver. In emails with Public Herald, the EPA confirmed it never received the permit from DEP, even though this type of permit, quote, should have been sent to the EPA, end quote. In a phone call with EPA, Senator Muth asked if DEP staff knows which permits require EPA review.
1: This is one of the permits we always have to review. And so then they tell me, I said, well, the DEP know that? I'm assuming they know what permits get a waiver, which don't, right? They said yes. But that this was an operational error. That whoever from the DP's end uploaded the permit clicked the wrong box. And they never saw it.
2: But Muth is suspicious. Perhaps it's because... Since modern fracking started in Pennsylvania around 2005, countless residents have claimed illness and loss of their drinking water. Or perhaps because DEP has been reprimanded repeatedly by the likes of Pennsylvania's Auditor General and a grand jury summoned by the Attorney General for failing to protect the environment and residents. Besides, the EPA waiver isn't just cited in one place. It's been typed out several times.
1: There are three separate documents, two drafts, one final, that that are uploaded, not Katie Muth's opinion, uploaded on ESACs, right? Right. Stating that they obtained an EPA waiver.
2: In light of this discovery, Senator Muth amended her appeal in March, adding that, DEP failed to follow the NPDES permit review process required by U.S. EPA and approved a permit that the department does not have the authority to approve. She and the residents of Dimick await the Environmental Hearing Board's decision. The criminally charged Cabot Oil & Gas, now known as Cotera, is one of the companies whose waste, Eureka, would be processing. radium is not a required part of testing and monitoring under the federal NPDES program. But the federal government gives states the authority to place additional limits on pollutants above and beyond federal standards. This includes limits on radium, which again is a carcinogenic radioactive element in almost all oil and gas waste. But a Public Herald review of NPDES permits revealed that Pennsylvania DEP rarely chooses to set thresholds for radium despite their knowledge of high levels occurring in fracking waste. Eureka's permit for Dimmick is one of these situations. And this, Senator Muth explains, isn't just a problem for Dimmick. That
1: means if it can happen in Dimmick, it can happen anywhere. Our watersheds are interconnected. What happens in one creek means that it can allow be allowed to happen in the other fucking creek.
2: According to earth justice attorney, Megan Hunter, part of the problem is that the decision making used for permitting is flawed from the start. Hunter told Public Herald that the NPDES permitting system operates on two main premises. The first is water quality standards. The problem with that concept, she explained, is that the water quality standards have only been created for certain pollutants. Here's Hunter talking with Public Herald co-founder Joshua Probanek.
1: It's not like we have water quality standards for every pollutant you know, possible out there. Then things are going to fall through the holes that are indeed harmful.
2: A key part of this story is that Eureka's patented process seemingly fails to remove cancer-causing radium from the waste that it purports to cleanse. Eureka already operates two other facilities in Pennsylvania for treating fracking waste, one in Williamsport, Lycoming County, and another in Standing Stone, Bradford County. The one in Standing Stone includes its own NPDES permit for direct discharge to public waters. At Standing Stone, DEP again failed to include radium limits in Eureka's NPDES permit. And there, Eureka discharges directly to Tawanda Creek, another tributary of the Susquehanna River. In January, Public Herald reported that DEP's own data reveals that Eureka's treatment process only removed about 9% of radium from the oil and gas wastewater it processed at the Williamsport facility. And at that facility, wastewater has entered the treatment system hot at an average 9,600 picocuries per liter of combined radium. After treatment, it's tested only marginally less radioactive at an average 8,800 picocuries per liter of radium. These results are a far cry from the, quote, pure water, end quote, that Eureka claims to create, let alone the federal drinking water standard of five picocuries per liter. Despite this evidence, the Eureka only removed a fraction of the radium. DEP allows the Williamsport facility to send its so-called treated fracking wastewater Down the road to Williamsport Sanitary Authority, which then passes Eureka's wastewater through its sewage treatment system, which does not remove radium. The Sanitary Authority then dumps the wastewater into the Susquehanna River under its own NPDES permit, also granted by DEP, which does not set a limit on the amount of radium dumped into the river. Since its founding in 2008, Eureka Resources has crafted an image as a company that breaks industry molds. It lauds itself for blazing a trail for fracking wastewater treatment. And its vice president of engineering told Public Herald back in 2018, quote, It's all focused on generating the cleanest product that can be used for as many things as possible. Public Herald found in 2018 that Eureka was taking the salt left over from its treatment process and selling it to the likes of Clorox, which has used the fracking waste byproduct as pool salt in major department outlets like Walmart, Lowe's, and Home Depot. For Hunter, technology poses another problem with the NPDES permitting system, which asks, what can technology do? When regulators look at the problem through the lens of technology, Hunter says, they're not thinking about what the ecosystem actually needs. Instead, she said, it's about the best that polluters can do given available technology. For the residents in Dimmick and all across Pennsylvania, the best available technology doesn't guarantee clean water. Still, the least DEP and EPA could do is set hard limits on the toxins they know exist, like radium. Radium, is a cancer-causing element with a half-life of 1,600 years. In Pennsylvania, radium has already created problems for waterways that serve as dumping grounds for oil and gas waste. Studies have documented the accumulation of oil and gas radium in stream sediment, radium toxicity from road spreading of oil and gas wastewater, and the increased risk of leukemia in children who live closer to fracking operations. In its own 2016 study, DEP found radium levels in Marcellus Shale oil and gas waste up to 26,000 picocuries per liter. And remember, the federal drinking water standard for radium is five. In 2014, oil and gas waste from Pennsylvania was so radioactive, it was rejected by a facility in West Virginia. A 2015 study found that the radioactivity in oil and gas waste can increase over time under some conditions and that estimates of the total amount of radioactive material in the waste can be inaccurately underestimated. In 2019, Public Herald mapped for the first time where radioactive oil and gas waste is passed through public wastewater plants into Pennsylvania rivers without proper treatment. And in 2022, Public Herald mapped for the first time the names and locations of radioactive test results from the state's 2016 study of oil and gas radioactivity. Until that report, the names and locations of radium test results had been withheld by Pennsylvania officials, which kept company names tied to those radium results, like Eureka's, hidden from the public. Despite these decades of documentation and scathing reviews by Pennsylvania's Auditor General and Attorney General, DEP still does not use its authority to set limits on radium from oil and gas waste in NPDES discharge permits. When asked if DEP could require radium monitoring for facilities like Eureka's, EPA responded via email. Quote, Monitoring for these constituents is not required under the federal regulations. However, state permit writers can require additional monitoring in permits issued to specific direct discharging facilities, end quote. In other words, the Pennsylvania DEP could be eliminating the threat of radium. They've simply been choosing not to. Senator Muth, who owns a home on the Susquehanna River and is concerned for residents in the Dimmick Sacrifice Zone, says she just happened to see that Eureka's NPDES permit had been granted while she was looking for something else. She appealed it in the nick of time.
1: So I file it as a Hail Mary with all these resident affidavits, right? Right. Saying like... It's not just, like, at first we filed this as, like, I'm just appealing it because it's bad, right? Like, it's right. environmentally unjust. Then documents are posted, because, like, during this appeal period, the DEP's e was down for, like, three weeks under maintenance. Sure. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so I only had certain documents that were available online where others were later uploaded, right? And right. you guys published shit in, in January that said, Here's all these places from a genome study that we got through the right to you know battle, right? right. So nobody could have done the public comment from November to December of 2021 and had that information that you guys published because it wasn't public, right? They didn't know that Eureka Resources was one of the 140 places they tested at.
2: Senator Muth also told NPR that no one endemic could have known Eureka's effluent levels of radium until the Public Herald report released in January, after the public comment period for Eureka's permit had already ended. The radioactivity at specific locations where fracking wastewater is discharged, including Eureka's, was unknown before Public Herald's investigations, which have mapped and revealed systemic negligence by state and federal governments to properly protect rivers and people from fracking waste discharges. And Senator Muth is now using that data in her appeal. According to Muth, the Pennsylvania Environmental Hearing Board is split on whether or not they'll allow her case to continue based on standing. Meanwhile, the lives of Neenan, the dairy farmer, and all of Demick's other residents hang in the balance.
1: They should just restart the whole process. If EPA didn't, you know what I mean, they should right. start from scratch, review the permit, do the public comment.
2: Yeah.
1: And then we have more time to get the public aware, and maybe someone else would intervene that, that had better standing.
2: So far, sources in Dimmick say Eureka hasn't begun construction of its facility. The DEP refused to comment about the appeal, citing the advice of its legal counsel. Once Senator Muth found out the EPA never issued the waiver for Eureka's permit, it made her wonder.
1: How many other places is this happening?
2: Wondering the same, Public Herald started a laborious journey toward this answer by mapping All of the NPDES permits issued in Pennsylvania. The map doesn't tell us yet how much radium or other toxins are being dumped into rivers, or whether more EPA waivers are illegitimate. That will require months, maybe years, of more research. But what the map does show is how pervasive. NPDES permit to pollute is issued. What's actually coming out of these facilities and whether DEP issued the permits correctly is another question. Since 1999, the number of waste discharge permits issued in Pennsylvania has hovered between the upper 1,000s and lower 2,000s per year. But in 2021, The DEP, under Governor Tom Wolf, granted over 3,000 permits, according to data provided to Public Herald. The DEP's database lists over 10,000 total active NPDES permitted facilities across Pennsylvania. to oil and gas radioactivity, which regulators call T-norm, technologically enhanced naturally occurring radioactive material. The EPA itself presents a daunting message. On their website, they write, quote, although EPA and others working on the problem have already learned a great deal about T-norm, we still do not completely understand all the potential radiation exposure risks It presents to humans and the environment. Currently, the NPDES permitting system obfuscates and legalizes radioactive pollution by not explicitly limiting the amount of T norm that facilities like Eureka's can discharge to rivers. With neither the national EPA or state governments requiring such limits, there appears to be no accountability for oil and gas radioactivity within the NPDES system. Instead, the radioactivity problem is created, continuously obscured, and legitimized by the NPDES permitting system. With regard to DEP failing to limit Eureka's radium discharge to waterways, Senator Muth Said this. I think it's
1: criminal act of government to not require that. It's a gross negligence in the fact that they don't even require any kind of a cumulative impact assessment. Nothing.
2: When it comes to DEP negligence when regulating oil and gas waste seems to be a systemic problem. In 2017, Public Herald found widespread negligence and other misconduct on the part of DEP officials during drinking water contamination investigations related to oil and gas operations. And in 2021, Public Herald found that NPDES facilities have a history of non-enforcement and lack of proper regulation in Pennsylvania. At the Keystone Sanitary Landfill in Lackawanna County, for instance, 224 complaints about the landfill had been filed with the DEP over 34 years. Yet not a single complaint resulted in a penalty or enforcement measure by the department. Another affidavit filed in Senator Muth's case from resident Nolan Scott Fry reads, We the residents have little faith in our DEP to protect our waterways due to past experience of not holding the gas industry accountable for its polluting across our counties. Ninan, the dairy farmer whose livestock drank from the tributaries that Eureka wants to dump wastewater into, wrote in his affidavit, This farm is my life's work. The only real goal I have is to continue to work this land and pass it along debt-free, to the next generation so they can have it better. Eureka Resources told Public Herald in 2018 that the company operates, quote, as transparently as we possibly can, end quote. But Public Herald's emails and phone calls to Eureka's CEO, Dan Ertle, for comment on the new Dimmick facility were never returned. Public Herald would like to acknowledge that the encroachment of industrial development and the inevitable impacts to water, land, air, and community are nothing new to families living in resource extraction zones across the globe. It's certainly not new to the native people of the Americas who have lost and are still losing their clean water and air their land and community, their culture and people to industrial colonization. Far longer than anyone else in what is now called the United States. Dimmock Township in Susquehanna County, Pennsylvania is the ancestral home of the Susquehannock, the Haudenosaunee, and Muncie Lenape people who were driven from their homelands.
0: This has been another exclusive episode of NewsCoup. You can find NewsCo on all of your favorite podcast channels. And if you're not a patron yet, please consider becoming one by going to patreon.com slash publicherald. And if you don't have the resources right now to help us on Patreon, um, you can definitely subscribe to us on youtube.com slash publicherald. We're gonna have more videos coming out soon. Or you could help this podcast out, help this show out by leaving a rating on whatever podcast channel you're using that helps to push this story up in the feed. And today's story was made possible by the work of Jake Conley and also Melissa Troutman who edited the story and myself who also edited the story. The photos in the story came from photojournalist Stephen Rubin and myself. And today's music comes from Heavy Colors Invisible Hand soundtrack, uh, which is available on Bandcamp. Episode 17 of this podcast was engineered by myself with podcast advertising help from Andrew Geller and distribution by Public Herald Studios. We thank you for listening to another episode of News Coup, where we overthrow the status quo. I'm your host, Joshua Perbanek, and we'll see you at the next story.